Jeremiah. Yes. Happy Light Day. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hence the Christmas shirt. Oh. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Andor-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Andor, Season 1, Episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix. Yep. <laughs> Daughter of Ferrix and... What did you think of this episode? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Um, it was the same length as last week's, but it felt shorter. I don't know why that was, but it just felt shorter to me. But we also really, like, it didn't really do anything. I mean, there's parts of it that are very important, but I felt like it could have been, like, smushed into the finale episode granted i guess we don't know how long the finale episode is gonna be but i'm honestly just more happy that today's life day and i'm kind of sad we are not bringing down the holiday special i'm good I'm but jeremiah does not like the holiday there's special. they there's that look in the archives on True. youtube yes yeah, so you, you, you should go. repost that today or something yeah but yes today is life day so this episode was very anticlimactic for me. Yeah, I mean, like I thought it was, was enjoyable, but it was definitely just. Yeah, last week was one of the best episodes of the whole season, and Drew and I had our most heated debate. I had to repost that for this to clip it out on the podcast and on YouTube, and everyone was you posted on the it. podcast too. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so we got a ton of views on YouTube. I hope I, it's being, I want to go viral so like we can get more things, but um But you guys but, have to go like the video over there right now. Yeah, go follow pause, us. On, pause this episode and just go, go to on, YouTube and then watch the argument from last week. And so like last week we had these high hopes of what was gonna happen this week. Yep. Based on that argument. And it was kinda like it just kinda just fizzles out. Like I was kinda I don't know. Like Okay. Yeah, it was... I mean, the Mon stuff kind of... It kind of seems like you might... You, my prediction might not be right, sadly. Right. Kind of seems uh, like she likes the old traditions and the daughter is going to want to be married like that. Right, which... Which... We'll, ta we'll talk about it later, but, like, it's nice that it's not something she's being forced into because she's wants would want it herself because she yep it made me feel better about it 
It right. didn't. It. Mon but, still hates it. The custom. Oh, and dude, same with her cousin. But Genevieve O'Reilly, Mon Mothma, like her mm-hmm. acting in that scene when she was like genuinely scared, like she was like tearing up, scared, like yeah. Oh man! If she so, doesn't win a best like support supporting dude, actress real? thing, like I'm gonna be mad. But we'll, so we'll talk about we, that. We have some news before we start breaking down this episode and stuff. Are you done complaining about it, or do you still want to complain a little bit more about this episode? We have enough time tonight for me to continue. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> so besides that, today is Life Day. Over the weekend, we did get the the Grogu thing yeah so let's so here's the thing like a a week and a half ago or something there was a rumor that there was going to be a grogu short posted on saturday which was the 12th or whatever and Mm -hmm. that was uh disney plus day that was like would be three year anniversary of disney plus being launched and the debut of mandalorian blah 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 um and so okay there's gonna be a short okay cool and then, like, a few days later, we get the whole trailer from Studio Ghibli, like, the little 15-second thing, like, oh, cool. You know, this high, this gigantic um, uh, anime studio, which is, like, one of the biggest in the world. Um, but, like, it was, like, it ended up being the same thing that the the Grogu short was the Studio Ghibli thing. Yeah. And, um, like... It was just so anticlimactic. Yeah, because it was just literally a three-minute thing of Grogu getting chased around by dust bunnies. And it was a, it was just lame. Yellow snow in the chat. It was good, and I don't want to hear any... I don't want to hear otherwise. Okay, bro. First of all, <laughs> it was... Like, the art is cool. It was definitely Studio Ghibli's feel. Like, it felt like it. Like, you can see, like, that's how they do a lot of their stuff. It's kind of like see-through kind of thing. But at the same time, it was... It's Studio Ghibli. They can't just throw out a three, a trailer right. thing. Like, we want, like, a movie or something. And so I really hope that this is not it. I think this, like, I'm, I'm praying to... Yahweh. Yahweh and the <laughs> Disney man upstairs or whatever, like that they just work it out and they give Studio Ghibli a movie or something. Cause this is not gonna I'm, go for me. I'm still hopeful that Vision Season Two they'll have something. Yeah, because when that tweet when they tweeted it out, first of all, it was weird because they tweeted it, but then uh Star Wars didn't tweet tweet anything about about like Studio Ghibli, like the day before, like the right. couple day, few days prior to them actually dropping out like the short thing, and but then when we looked up last week on on someone's website, I can't even I don't even know the source where I found it, but it did say like season two of Visions, so maybe this is like a teaser for s- season two Visions, like the style like Ghibli or Studio Ghibli's going to do, but if not, I'm going to be just very sad because I know what the potential of this studio can do, and just giving us Grogu floating with dust bunnies around his head is not... Like, when you're one 
one year old doesn't have a tension span of three minutes to watch this, we have an issue. <laughs> and like, I put it on. Miles was like in the room, and he was like looked at it for like three seconds, and was like, "Is this it? Like, can we just watch Toy Story?" I'm like, "I guess, yeah, chill. Don't yell at me." So we watched Toy Story <laughs> for the three millionth time. But yeah, so I don't yeah. know. So it was just a little anticlimactic for me. Yeah, but good. in there's another news I forgot. There is. There is. <laughs> About what? I don't remember. Now I feel dumb. Anyways, no. well, I'll if I remember, I'll bring it back up. Yeah. So that's a little commercial for that. But let's get back to regular scheduled programming and/or. Um, yeah, we might as well just jump into scene by scene stuff. So. Um, We'll leave the Andor stuff for last, like always. Um, but That's fair. so we the main kind of so okay, like we said kind of beginning that this there wasn't a lot of plot in this episode per se. Like um, th- obviously there is, but like it was just, everything was just its own little thing. And nothing really added to the bigger story that we've been um, following, really, except for the stuff that's happening on Ferrex, which I think is like the main thing. But even then, it's there's not a lot there. So when we go to Ferrex, where we see B two crying, like, pretty much, which is interesting that like we're like inside his lens, which has liquid in it apparently, but it made it seem like it was him crying. Which is interesting that because like we've yes we've seen like droids be sad before but this was like mm-hmm. the most sad we've ever seen a droid and stuff and so like why is he sad well Marva died now mm-hmm. I don't think she's dead I think she faked it I think wow. it's a, I here's the thing okay we knew that. Um, she wanted to like fight and rebel, like even though she was too old, like she wanted to be part of that. Like she wanted to make sure like a tunnel system was still working. Like she was said she was like so much more energetic and stuff. Like where she was like walking through Bix Road by herself, like at night or whatever it was. And like, okay, cool. Like she's hoping hopeful for rebels to come. And you know, last episode we find out that, you know, she stopped taking her medication. I'm like, okay. Okay, and so then when we get here, she died. Like, okay, it makes sense. She okay, she died, but we didn't see her die. We never even saw her body. And like, if, unless you see a body that's dead, like you don't have to so believe. Do you think it. they faked it? I think I think they faked it because they're going to use the funeral as a cover up for like a an attack on the imperial, like headquarters which is the hotel and um like so it's the daughters of ferrix like we don't really know what that is we know that marva was a daughter of ferrick this organization of women these women came and took her body and I'm like okay like we just see her like covered up on like a gurney like but we don't actually see her and she supposedly you know the tradition of Ferric is you get cremated and then you get turned into bricks. 
And so, like, they could just say, oh, yeah, her body has been cremated, and now she's turned into bricks. And so, like, her body's gone, but she's just, just hiding somewhere. And so, like, they wouldn't need to have a proof of her body because, oh, she's just been cre- cremated. And so, like, something big is going to happen. Because, like, we know from the trailer that there's, like, a big, like, fight, like, finale fight type like type thing. And so, something's going to happen, and I feel like it's all a diversion, this funeral. Because we never saw her die. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm I'm down for this. Really, Jeremiah's trying to get anything out of this episode possible. <laughs> he made this a giant. I mean, it's possible, but the one guy did say like she's in the bricks now. I I think he's lying to B two because they need. Well, one, he says to B2, like, the daughters of Farrakh need you for something very special or something like whatever he said at the beginning. Like, mm. I'm like, that's like a weird, like, why would they need B2 to do something, like, of great importance? And B2 wouldn't know what that is yet. But but if he knew that Marvel was like still alive. Like, if he alive, knew, it, he, couldn't, he can't act it. Right. Like, they need B2 to be sad. Um. And I don't know if they know they're being watched by like that ISB guy or not, but I mean they know that they're being watched from the Empire, right? But I don't know if they know that that her Marvel specifically in her house is being like watched by the ISB, um, mm. and so this is weird to me because they know that Cassian would probably come back for this though, right? And that's what they're hoping. Oh, you think they're hoping for that? All right, because they want the because um, when the one scene that we get with Dedra and the ISB, like she gives them permission to have the permit to do the funeral because it's a local custom. They're like just let them have it, but like you know, don't give them like everything they want, but just enough for them to be happy. And I think it's because they're hoping Andor comes back. Because Dedra already said that Marva is debate in a previous episode to get him yeah. to come back. And so if he finds out that she has died, then that's their best chance to catch him when he goes back for a funeral. Um, so, like, I think that's what's going to happen. There's a, The funeral is a diversion. And maybe Marva will die in the final episode, but... Because she is super old, and I can't imagine her. Yeah, surviving. I'm down. I just, I don't know. I'm not. I don't have an argument against this theory. I just, I don't know. It's a lot to. <laughs> it'd be a lot to figure out in one episode. I don't know. I think. I think it would be an easy thing. If she's just faking her death and she's hiding, mm-hmm. like, I think that's an easy way to, I don't know. She's just, right. in, she's just in a wall with a bunch of bricks on her and then she like, comes out the wall. <laughs> like a, she's like, down the, she, she's the like a, um, Aang 
in Avatar when he puts like the the yeah. rocks around him and was like Mega Man. <laughs> yes. But yeah. So anyway, so she supposedly died. People are sad. Cinta is got a job as a bartender basically across the street, which is funny that she could just easily get a job as a new person coming into town. Um I wonder if jobs are scarce or like employment is scarce because of the empire, like people left world. Maybe. People because left like, and that's job opening. I feel but... like that that area was touched by the empire, but not like fully to the level that it's at now. And so I think because of that, there's probably a lot of people that are doing illegal things on there and have been getting away with it. And then once they hit, they're like, oh, we got to get out of here because we're going to get caught. So, I mean, we know that for a fact because even Cassian's been doing illegal things on there for years. And so right, there's probably a bunch of people that left. And so it makes kind of sense. This is very convenient that it's literally across the street from her house to watch her and yeah. hopes that Cassian shows up. Right. And then the ISB guy is just sitting in the same... <laughs> <laughs> bar. bar i guess it's kind of weird that obviously they the isb wouldn't know who cinta is so like it makes sense but mm-hmm. i wonder if cinta knows that that guy is isb she was staring at him for a little bit but it's hard for her to know because she's so new to that spot that she doesn't she's not familiar with people right and so which is a problem like she doesn't know who's coming and going and right. so I think that guy's going to figure out that she is a rebel. And that might be the demise of her. Right. Only because we know that Vel is going there because she said, I'm going to Ferrix. Like, because her job yeah. is to kill Andor. So, yeah. She's going there to, in hopes that Andor is going to be there. So, Maybe when Val and Cinta meet up and are talking, maybe something the ISB guy sees them talking and is suspicious of them. Or I think Cinta and Luthen are gonna die next episode. Dang, bro! For sure, Luthen. That boy's dying, dude. Based no. on what he did at the end of this episode. Nothing's going to kill him, dude. He's invincible. Oh, no. His ship is the coolest ship in the world. (laughs) A freaking galaxy. Yeah, so... I don't know. Yes, he's probably... I'm not going to be surprised if he dies next episode. But... I feel like... That would be a waste of his character. Like... He needs to, like, implement more with the network to make it sustainable without him. And I feel like without him now, because he's the access... Like he's mm-hmm. everything's based on him. Like he has to set up other people who can take over his role before he can die. So yeah, that's kind of my guess. But who knows? Maybe just Mon Mothma will pick up those shoes and do it undercover. But who knows? But speaking of Mon Mothma, let's jump over to her story arc in this episode. So she is just watching Lita with her classmates 
or not maybe they're not classmates, but like they're the group of these girls. They're like chanting a mantra of like a traditional mantra that Chandrillan customs had. Like, yeah, which is interesting. Um, and so, so she's just watching Lita from a distance, and then Val shows up, and Val's like surprised at this. Like, did you do this? She's like, no. Like Lita did this on her own. Like she said something like she found the elder. Like I'm, I think she's like the old lady, like teacher was like, she just must she, be a, some old lady from Chandrilla and Lita yeah. sought her out somehow. Like, I want you to teach me the old ways or something. Um, and, which is, and even Mon said it's more, it's more prominent. Here like, than here on the home planet, than on their own, which I think this is cool because, like last week, we debated for thirty-one minutes and whatever seconds about Mon trading in her daughter and how this is going to happen in a way that Mon didn't look bad. Right, and it was interesting also how she said Perrin doesn't even care about this, like. Her yes. husband, like he he could couldn't care less. Like if she doesn't want to follow tradition, that's fine. So like he's kind of like somewhat in for tradition, but like he doesn't care. It seems like enough to like have Lita do this stuff. Yeah. So it seems like he doesn't care about. He just wants money, and he's. I mean, the last two episodes, where has that boy been? He's at the bar watching the football game. Like, what is he doing? He's sneaking out, getting some greasy burgers from the diner. Greasy something. From Dax, Dax, whatever, whatever Dex. his name is. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. Be- what? I need that button. Chat, Par- remind me. Like, Perrin. <laughs> Perrin. <laughs> um, but it was interesting how, because when Val saw this, she immediately like associated that with young marriage. Because she's like, are you, like, turned to mine. is like, you're not taking proposals, are you? Like, yeah. So Which also like, was really good. Right, and so then it goes to them off talking alone, and Mon explains to Val her situation, mm-hmm. and I really like Mon Mothman to see like the actress Genevieve O'Reilly, how well she just portrayed her fear and worry, mm-hmm. and um, and it was cool how like at the end. She's like, I think I might have found a way out. And it was her. She looked up as the girls were Walking leaving. By. But like, this was a way to make Mon not look so evil mm-hmm. because Lita would seems to want the tradition of young marriage. And so because she's consenting to this and pursuing this on her own, it doesn't vilify Mon as much, which now Mon, she's still super terrified. Like she's hates it, but like, and that's probably why she's. It seems to imply that she's going to go along with that Dalvu's plan. Yeah. Um. But but as far as we know, like nothing has actually been implemented. So no, she's still in debate about it. And but it does give you that peace of mind that her daughter most likely is going to want this 
more than Mon is going to. So it kind of did, like I said that, like if the daughter's like around the corner, like, wait, I want to get married. Like I'm down, like, let's do this traditional way. Then granted she's young. She doesn't really understand what's going on. Like, like I said, last, like when you're 13, you make dumb decisions. Like, yeah, I had blue hair when I was 13. <laughs> uh, some people in the chat probably want you to bring that back. So we can get a poll going right now. Will, if you want to do that. Um, but <laughs> so, yes, there's, it's kind of, I don't know. Like, you have to understand, like, she does want to follow old traditions. And this is one of those old, old traditions. But Mon doesn't want to have to do it. It still doesn't feel the best, but it feels a little bit better than last week. Right. Where we thought she was going to end up, like, literally giving her kid away without a choice. And it seems like her kid might be, like, really willing to do it. Right. I still like the theory that I picked, though, that he goes and talks to her husband. And then that would be, like, Yeah, if Perrin can kind of set the the meet and greet, <laughs> if you will, up or like if that. he hears it and said yes, let's do it. Right now, if the opposite happens though, and Perrin's the one that's like no, Ooh. the douchebag guy is against this, then we have a problem, dude. That, really that's that's gonna be a good story though to see. True, it'd be. Really crazy to make Perrin look like the good parent and Mon Mothma yeah. like the bad parent. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> that but, would, but we do. But there was that scene, might have been like two episodes ago. Lita does say, Dad lets me do whatever I want. So, correct. So, Perrin will probably be, go along with whatever Lita That's wants. Fair. But yep. anyway, I, I kind of have somewhat of a theory about the Mon Mothma stuff. That with the events that happen on Ferric next week, somehow Mon is going to use that to her advantage to maybe fix the money thing under the table while the galaxy is not looking because they're all looking at Ferric. And so that might be a way for her daughter to also not have to get married. So, like, do you think there's other ways? I, do, I th- you, do you feel like that's crappy story writing, like you saying, though? They keep bringing this up. Two episodes even found like a way for you to feel a little bit better, and then at the end of the day, she still didn't have to do it. I don't know. Like, I'm saying, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they do that with using Ferric as a means mm-hmm. to for for Mon to hide the money better, figure out like, a different way out, something because we know that the Empire says like when the Aldani thing happened. The new decree in the galaxy was if you use a local custom to hide rebel um, activity, that sector is going to be taxed five times what they normally would. And so there's going to be a flow of money that happens from Ferrix into the Empire. And maybe somehow Mon could use that to her advantage. Um I don't know. Like it would it would be good writing in that it took something that was stated much earlier in this season 
and, and brought it full circle to Mon to help her. Like the yeah. bad taxation is evil, but Mon uses it for her good so that she can hide or fund the the rebels. Like it would be like bad writing in it saves Mon from marrying her daughter off, but it's also good writing because it's still a plot point from earlier in the season used to save Mon. So it's kind of like up in the air, like a up, little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. So it's like, however it works, I think it's gonna work. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, the chat's like, get out popcorn. True. Next week, I I have a feeling it's gonna be a long episode. Uh, I hope not because I have to work and on that Wednesday. Literally Thanksgiving the next day too. <laughs> so like, I have oh, to you like have to work Wednesday. Yeah, because I'm and off. We're on... doing this Wednesday, right? Obviously, because yes. We're so I Thanksgiving. Unless you want to do Thanksgiving morning or something like. Oh, I'm so busy, dude. But like, I have to wake up extra early, watch the episode, and Twice. then go to work. And then rush home. And so... It's an hour and 30 minute episode. Oh, gosh. That would suck. I'd pro- I'll probably get up at like 6.30. To check. 6.30 and... If it's an only an hour, then that'll give me... I'll be able to watch it twice before I leave for work. That's an, like an hour and a half. For sure it's an hour. For sure. They're not going to do a finale on 45 minutes when... There's been other episodes in the show that's been an hour plus hour. It'd be interesting to go back and look at Mando and Boba Fett to see those uh, episode lengths they, and stuff. They've been kind of Boba. Wasn't there one episode that's like twenty minutes? I'm gonna check mm, right now. I don't remember. I don't remember much from that show. <laughs> All I remember is the train heist. Yeah, Cad Bane showing up. I have a poll going in Bando. the chat. How many times people have rewatched me, Boba, with not just going to rewatch the two episodes? The two episodes. Of... Okay, chill. There's three good episodes. The train heist episode was really good, and the finale was good. Besides the end part, I don't know. I like the I battle. I haven't. I need to go out rewatch. Rewatch Book Boba Fett. I've only watched it through once. Yeah. So, but uh, but I'm saying like episode eight was 58 minutes long. Right. So like it. And the thing is, because every, be. because everything is going to be predominantly on. Because I think there's only going to be two things that happen next week. It's going to be the, the thing on Ferric, the funeral with some sort of conflict. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to see the uh, the Krieger stuff. I think we're going to see like Saw Guerrera uh, team up with Krieger potentially, and we're going to see that thing where Krieger get and his team gets killed or something like that. I think finale of Boba Fett was sixty two minutes long. Dang, bro! Just actually surprising to me because I did not realize that. Actually, Boba had good long episodes. Mando is the only one that, like, has, like, like, season one, there's an episode that's only, like, 20, 34 minutes is, 50 minutes was the last of season one. Season two, a little bit longer. The finale of season two was only 48 minutes. Interesting. 
So it could be anywhere from a half hour to an hour. What the frick? Mando, step up your game, y'all. Short episodes. But who knows what the finale will be like for length. But I think because it's there's only going to be two main stories going on. Mm -hmm. It's going to be much more like jam-packed with plot. And they're just going to kind of get to the point. So like... They could get away. Action. It could be shorter. They could get away with it being shorter because they're not doing like five different storylines like they did in this episode, and so. True, but oh, the um, Santa Claus show came out. Go watch oh yeah, that, you know? I saw that on there. But yes, so that's the Mon Mothma stuff. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll get some answers next week about how it all plays out, but. Um. Uh, also, so we should we'll talk about Bix, and then that will lead into Luthan stuff. Um, but before we jump into some Bix stuff, we have some breaking news from Lucy. So Ooh. let's take a listen to some news right now. Hey everyone. Lucy here from Wild Space Channel 66, and I'm pleased to tell you that we've received a distress signal. Well, that part's not pleasant, but what is great is that you can help. According to this group of individuals, a Star Wars audio drama was created by Empire Radio listeners sending in voicemails. It's all original, it's all entertaining, and it's all audio and no visuals. That's where you come in. They need you listeners to send in your own art to illustrate these voicemails. You don't need to be super experienced, and you choose the medium. Some examples include Lego, digital art, painting, and black melon sculptures? That's a new one. Anyways, the process is super easy. Just look in the description for a link that will take you straight to a Google Doc. Inside, you will find clear and helpful instructions on how to submit your art. In the words of Ember Palpatine, do it. Do, Do it. it. All right. Cool, cool. We did just get a new Ooh. submission. Very good one. Very, very, very good. And From? Puzzler. Ooh, Puzzler was in here earlier. She's she's the one that did the original one with Lucy and her brother, Dakai, back-to-back. Like, that. Oh, yeah. that's... That's a good one that I've used. And yes, so Puzzler is we love all of them, but Puzzler her her stuff is pretty pretty fantastic. And People so, have been using the the Empire Radio fan email to even ask questions. Yes, and it's good that you remind me of that because I we got doing voicemails. So we gotta do that. So don't let me forget the voice or the email question. So during voicemails. Um, but yeah, so if you are an artist, please, 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 please submit your art. We'd love to see what you can do to help illustrate the voicemail cinematic universe story. So we have like 60 some to go. So get, get on it. I don't think we're going to make our Christmas deadline that we wanted, but that's fine. If it takes another three more years, it takes three more years. We'll be listening. Want to keep listening to this? If, if you don't want to listen to Lucy's commercials every episode, then get your your cousin that doesn't know anything about Star Wars to draw something for us. And this do you do your part. But anyway, let's get back to Andor season one, episode eleven, and talk about Bix. So 
she has been put through the ringer. She has no strength, and the makeup artists for the show should definitely get an, an award for how they made this attractive young lady look horrendous. Look. <laughs> um, <Okay>. um, <laughs> Not horrendous. She just looks like she's been ran over by a car. That's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, she just looks rough. Like she, she had a, she looked like she got tortured mentally. That's, that's literally. She didn't what have happened. like physical scars, but she looked rough. She which looked was rough. good. I don't think she looked horrendous. That's a little aggressive. She just looks like she was dragged by a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so they're still you trying to get information. From her because obviously they don't think that anything she has said has been worth anything. So yeah, um, they bring her into some whatever room where they do show a hologram image of uh, Krieger, mm-hmm. which we've had only have rest. Now this is I've tried to think of what Krieger would look like, and it was kind of spot on what they. Really, I I pictured a, a big burly person. I expected a little bit more longer hair. I thought it was gonna be an alien. No, but like, I was thinking, picturing more kind of like um, the the dad in How to Train Your Dragon, like hiccup clothes, hiccup. I guess like if he had longer hair, like like if the the hologram had longer hair, hiccups. Yeah, yeah, hiccups dad. So big burly looking guy. That's what I visualized. So I thought that was cool that they did that. But they think that. Krieger could be Axis, and they're asking Bix if this is the person that you introduced Andor to. And so she is having whatever her torture, or the torture caused her brain to not, like, not work. So they did say before the torture began in that one episode, like... If you lose your ability to speak or something, to shake your head or nod or something like that. They made a reference to that. So she, we don't know what she communicates because it cuts away, but yeah, hopefully. So she could lie. But I think another thing is like, she doesn't even know. I don't think she knows what right. Luthen looks like or no, anything. No, because they, they met. We see him together. She it gets is? she gets Luthen when he gets off the transport. They're walking through town together. Oh really? Yeah. So that they was like what three episodes ago? That was in the third episode. Oh. Yeah, episode that makes three. Sense why I don't remember. In episode three, um, because she's like, he's like, do you trust him? Referring to Andor, and he's like, she's like, he will be there. Like, he will be at the contact point, and so. And he's she's been in contact with him before because she's sold I think they said six items to him, and so yeah. they've so I'm so she's I, gonna lie because like the question is, do they know that Krieger is not the contact, so that if she says yes it is. Like and to try to like lying. No, she's lying. If she says it's not, then they know she's telling the truth. Like it would be interesting to see. Like I think they still don't fully know. Right, but they've 
the thing is they've had their eye on Krieger for a while. It seems like, like yeah. he's been a known to the ISB for a while and they're just kind of like keeping an eye on him um, just to see how it plays out. And so I'm guessing they know that he's not the access. And so um, it's going to be hard. To, still. Yeah. So like, it's, it'd be interesting to see if she, she's probably, I think she'll probably die. Like, Soon, like the next episode, like it's good. It seems like everyone's gonna die. Andor's gonna <laughs> save her. She, he's probably gonna try and save save her somehow, um, because he's he's gonna return and he's gonna get updates like, oh, like, uh, Pac, is that the guy, the dad's name that got captured? The son that just that turned in Bix. Like, I think he's was said to be he was gonna get hanged. I don't know if he has been hanged yet or not. Hang or hunged. Hanged. It depends on how you say. It. I don't. <laughs> he, he has been hung, or he has not. He's going to be hung, or is he, he going to be hanged? He's going to be <laughs> hanged. He. You have to say he has been. Hung. He has been hung. Hung. So he's supposed to be hanged. Hang. <laughs> he's supposed to be hanged, but um. We, we haven't know if seen him hung yet. We haven't seen him hung yet. So we don't know if it's happened yet. We don't know if... So this can be interesting to see what Cassian learns. Like, oh, Pac was killed. He was hung in the... Just like his father was hung. So, like... That's gonna... And he's like, well, what happened to, like, Bix? Because, you know, they're former... Uh, had former relationships. So, like... He's gonna have that like well, what happened to Bix? And so he's probably gonna try and find her um in the midst of what's going on. Saved her uh, from being hanged. Yep. And so um Yeah, we don't know. That's it. That's has got that little quick little scene with Bix, which I thought was a good scene. But that leads to the Krieger stuff, which leads to the um the, Luth- the Luthen stuff. Oh. So, because Luthen, so this, so he goes and sees Saw Guerrera again. And this scene was kind of, it was a weird scene. I don't know. I, I need to go rewatch it because like, I didn't really follow everything. So Luthen comes back to, to talk to Saw to tell him that Krieger is found out like they're gonna, he's going to be killed. But Saw is like, okay, I'm going to actually want to join with Krieger on this attack on whatever place it was when initially he said no. And so now you have this conflict where Saw is trying to mobilize his resources to aid Krieger and he wants Luthen to help him uh, plan that out with Krieger. But then Luthen says, no, you can't because Krieger has been found out and the ISB is going to are waiting for him. And so this causes Saw's paranoia to go out. Like this scene, Forrest Whitaker is so good. For real. <laughs> like there's a lot of people that don't like the Saw Guerrero's character, but I really like it because he's just, he's, he's so good at acting and that, but like just the character itself, he's so extreme and so paranoid because of what the empire has done to him. Mm-hmm. Like he's just 
the worst of the worst. Like we've paralleled him with Vader, like how, you know, by the, at the end of his life, he's more machine than man. And he's, mm-hmm. he let his hate consume him and how he just hates everything is angry and all that stuff, just like Anakin. And like, they both wanted to do good things, but their hate caused led them to become evil in a sense. And so I really like Saga Guerrero's characters because it's, the worst of the good side in a sense. Yeah. Um, but. Before still, Lupin. Right. And he's not, and the thing is he might be crazy, but he's still smart because he's like, mm-hmm. you only know this because one, either you're ISB or you have someone on the inside. And yeah. so he figured that out really quick. And Luthen's like, we, we can't, if we compromise this, if we stop this thing, then the person that we have as a mole that we've groomed for six years is going to be lost. Like we need to keep him in, in on the inside. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting how Luthen said he didn't like directly tell him no, but like, he's like, it's your choice. If you want to go join Krieger, go right ahead. I can't stop you. Um, but Luthen was still afraid because he's like, your Krieger doesn't know how to find me, but you know how to find me. You know who I am. Yeah. And so that was interesting that how, Saw has is the only person in the galaxy that has leverage on Luthen. Um, mm-hmm. And so then Saw was like, oh, you probably have someone here spying on me. <laughs> Luthen just like throws two tubes under the bus. Like, yep. yeah, it's him. Two tubes like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? It wasn't me. And he's um, like, I'm going to kill you. Like... <laughs> But the boy is like, it's not me. Right. And so it'll be cool. I hope we do see Saw Guerrero join the battle. It was, I just want to see a cool space battle. Like, we got one in this episode. X Wings are just he sitting hit. there collecting yeah. dust. Let's see right. them. And so I want to see a cool space battle. And I, yeah. if, it, if they can take, if they can do what they did with one ship in this episode with Luthen's ship. I want to see what they can do with like Krieger's team and Saw's team coming together to yeah. attack some whatever Imperial base or whatever it was that they're attacking or whatever. So that'd be cool. Um, now, some people are kind of asking more questions about Luthen's staff that he has. Like, or it's not a staff, Kane. Because mm-hmm. we see him in episode three using it as like a cane, but it collapses into that thing. And like they put, they made special note of like him showing this, like, Hey, look at this thing that he's holding. And like mm-hmm. the guy is like suspicious of it. Like, do you think it's something more than just a, like what? Like a saber? I don't know. Some people are saying lightsaber, but I don't think it would be. He's like a Jedi. No, I don't think No. Because we were told that we're not getting any fan service in this show. Like, they're not going to do those big things like... But, like... I don't know. There's something about that cane that... We should be suspicious of. There's some sort of weapon there. There's something in there that... Yeah. But the thing is, if it was a lightsaber, it would make sense because he had that... Sky Kyber that he borrowed to... Andor, 
and then Andor gave it to Val, and then Val Which... would have returned it. So, like, is this something powered by this crystal? Maybe it's not a lightsaber, but it's powered by this this sky kyber, blue sky kyber. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Any, any ideas, uh, Drew? That this now that you say the kyber crystal necklace, that makes me a little sus. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I don't know. Yellowstone in the chat was saying, I would like to see Saw join the fight and then because that he gets damaged, his lungs. That'd be cool. Like if we are able to see something happens and then because of that... Well, he, it, I don't know, because in... Like if his ex-wing gets shot down... But, like, we see him in Rebels, seasons two and three. And I don't think he has a breathing apparatus on there yet. But I don't know. I feel like he's in worse shape now than he is in Rebels, which takes place a year or two after. Like, yeah. So, like, I don't know. In Rebels, he seems like he was pretty healthy. But here, he's he's got scarred up. He seems like a little, little banged Animation, up. Animation, you know. Yeah, I guess, but but it would be cool though to see get, or maybe I wonder in Rebels if he had his foot missing or not. If he had a prosthetic foot, can't remember because we know in Rogue One he has a fake foot. Oh yeah, Rogue One he's like barely alive. He's like yeah. Vader. He has yeah. to like in between words pull out his air thing and breathe it like. Yeah. It'd be cool to see him get injured either in this season or next season to show closer to how he does yeah. look like I think we'll, in Rogue One. Yeah, I think next season we'll definitely see him get injured bad in something. But it might be too early to tell with this one. Mm. But we'll see. But that was a good he, good thought though, y'all know. Yeah. He says he wants seventy seventeen point four K points in the Discord. I don't know if it's worth that. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, join the Discord. Join the Discord. Get some points. Get some points. Um, but yes. So that being said, uh, Luthen leaves, um, and he ends up calling Clea back at the. Um, shop, the whatever shop, collection shop, mm-hmm. and they were talking in code the whole time, which, like, I need one. It's like talking about saw, like being unsure about this thing that they wanted to make a deal with, referring to saw. But I think they all it shifted also to the Mon Mothma I don't know. Like it was really confusing because it's in code. You're not supposed to easily understand it, but they're just using shop talk as a way to cover up what they're actually talking about with mm-hmm. people. And so that was just a really interesting conversation about how they have to talk like that. And I was like literally confused for a second. And I realized, Oh, this is like undercover. Right. Um, and as they're talking, their communications get cut. Like, oh no, Luthen's gonna get caught. And so 
an Imperial patrol ship thing pulls up behind him. Now, this was a cool looking ship. Like, mm-hmm. okay, the the satellite like tractor beam things on it look kind of corny on it. But if you took those yeah. off, this ship actually looked pretty cool. Um, and so this is actually not the first time we've seen this specific ship. Um, I guess if you go into, you remember that scene in Solo where there's like that Imperial like commercial, hologram commercial trying to recruit people? Mm-hmm. In there, this ship is one of the ships like flying in the commercial. And so like, really? you, can, you can barely see it. Like it's barely there, but it is the same like three pointed thing with the three satellites on it. So it was kind of cool that day. They took that and put it there. Um, but I guess this ship is specifically for like capturing other ships because those are three tractor beams on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can just capture bigger ships and small ships and multiple ships. It seems like, so that's pretty cool. Um, but Luthen looking, but what well, I did, I thought it looks cool, but it's just the, the, the satellites that make it look ugly, but the rest yeah. of it by itself is cool. Um, but, um, Luthen uses a Alderaan like ID number or whatever. And so to try and out, trying to play it off like oh, oh yeah. yeah it is there um so luthan he's like kind of like keeping his calm trying to figure out how to get out of the situation because they're like oh there's just there's a lot of pirate things in this area like oh i'll be extra careful blah blah, blah. and he's kind of like getting ready for things but then they tractor beam him we're gonna just kind of inspect your ship just to make sure everything's good to go and because like they find out that he's his codes made him look like he's like, um, because the one guy was like, Oh, we're going to call off the, the search because like his things played out. I was like, he's like a trade Alderaan trade official or something like that. Like he's mm-hmm. supposed to be, he's like an Imperial person, maybe like on paper. And he's like, no, we need to practice like to board a ship, capture a ship and board it. So, um, but while this is happening, you see him, something's charging up like he's trying to escape or whatever. And so he's using a diversion like, Oh, my engines flared up, blah, blah, blah. I'm just a one person crew. I'm trying to get this fixed by myself, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of like stalling, stalling, stalling. And then he starts to fly away, but the tractor beam still has them. And then he, the back opens up like these things and he shoots these projectiles back. I'm like, what the heck is this? And it, destroys the tractor beam dish which was that was just a cool scene because it just looked cool the Mm -hmm. sound effects were cool it was something we've never seen before and it makes sense why it was projectiles because if he had lasers they probably had a shield on and it wouldn't have done anything so like i'm surprised that in star wars more people aren't using non-energy based things to attack ships i guess this you'd think that it'd be more practical because like, you just bypass every single shield because it's not energy so but it's just smart like i yeah. really like that um 
And then he and it looked really cool. Like the effects were really cool. Yeah, I wonder how much of that was practical. Also, yeah, I don't know. Because I wonder how much, if any of that, sh- if that ship itself was practical, and they just kind of filmed it because it looked very yeah, practical. It like looked it, really like, good, like the original trilogy. Yeah, type of effect, like physical effect of things, and so I hope they do a when they do a. Uh, behind the scenes thing they kind of go into that a little bit yeah hopefully it's not just like one quick right put together one like the last one we got but uh yeah so then they they launch like four tie fighters and whatever and the guy's like where's my ties yeah (laughs) that was pretty sweet too uh so then he has like a uh mounted turret on his ship he takes out two ships shooting it um and okay so before the show came out, when they had all these tiny little TV spots and little 30 yeah. second, this scene of the late side lasers coming out and him spinning was one of those. Like I knew yeah. that was going to happen eventually, which was major spoilers. Like for sure. Like I don't I know wish why they didn't show any of this before. Cause we kind of knew this ship was capable of something like this. It was still really cool. Like all the effects and how the weapon, like, like, dude, this guy is literally like has the coolest ship in the galaxy. Like, not even gonna lie. Right. Like for a fighting ship, like you can tell that he he has or he, this is where all that four hundred thousand credits <laughs> went to is to this guy's one ship. Right. We're talking about how Luthan spent all this money. This boy's ship, I mean, has like a droid built into it. Right. And it's also his co-pilot, essentially. And it can find illegal codes that work, and he can send them to the Empire and get through blockades and stuff. Like, the ship is amazing. <laughs> right. And, yeah. So, I want to see if if there's more that the ship can do. Like, mm-hmm. what more of its capabilities it can... Other gadgets it has. Um but I was still disappointed that we got spoiled on that. I I, I specifically don't watch those little TV spots because I don't want to get spoiled. But when that came out, like everyone was posting about it, like on YouTube oh, yeah. and and even this the image of the ship with the lasers was like literally posted on people's like yeah Instagram, and, like it was everywhere. It was gifs or gifs or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you prefer was in the Discord. And I'm like, dang it! But like, but also just just the way that the um. The ties are, f- like, flying and stuff. Like, the effects, this whole scene looked... Like, the budget of this whole episode was in this scene. Right. Like, it was really well done. And I really enjoyed this scene. And I hope we get more of this ship before the end of the episode. Before the end of the season. Like, hopefully next week we get to see the ship in action again. Because it was really brief. But it was... I mean, I made it my thumbnail for my watch party because I enjoyed this scene. This was the scene of this episode. This was the the scene that was like, oh, no, I love this episode. <laughs> Just Now, let me ask you this. Let's say that this ship next episode gets completely destroyed. Would you be more upset about this ship getting destroyed or when Mando's ship got blown up? Ah, uh, this ship. Uh, Mando, for sure. Mando's ship was... It's. I think they still regret it. 
Hey, but, not, but he's flying the N1 Starfighter. Okay, it's Hot cool. The N1 Star, it's sweet. Like, his new ship is cool. It's so not practical, bro. Like, you're going to fly in hyperspace for a day, two days, and sit. You can't stand. You're going to have a catheter in to use the restroom. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, it's not practical. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's my only complaint about that ship is like it's super cool. It's you can't bounty hunt with it. You like how we're gonna put your bounties. You have to kill everyone and dismantle them. Like this is not a practical ship. I think next season we're gonna get like a ship that that can go inside of it <laughs> because it's just not practical. Kind of like um, in Rebels, the ghost, the little one that. Yes, or like how like they tried to like they showed like the escape pod of the Millennium Falcon when they added the nose to it. Yeah, many people hate (laughs) like something like that. Like that that ship is sweet, but it's just not a practical runner. Like you can't just oh let's go to Tatooine from this place. Do I really have to sit? for three days and not move and not use the restroom like right i don't know right but yeah then luthan he he uses the latest things he spins well she has your timing has to be perfect on that because if you miss it's not really that practical either (laughs) yeah like it's cool but you have to make sure that you can fly in between two tie fighters Hopefully their aim is bad enough where they can't hit you and then spin and cut them in half. Like, right. I don't know. So it's more practical to have to aim and hit it on your thing and then automatically have your gunner on the top aim and kill the other stuff for you. Like his gunner was better than Luke and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Luke missed a bunch. When when they first show like the thing the flaps open, I forgot about the laser thing for like five seconds. I thought there were um, Boba's bombs. Oh, sonic seismic no. charges. Yeah, seismic charge because it kind of looked like that when they kind of showed them. They kind of came out a little bit and then they switched like sideways. That was, I was like, cool. oh wait, there's... I know. But, I was like, oh, this should be what has seismic charges. Like, you gotta keep them with. Him, uh, Boba being the only one that uses No, but that's them, so. a Boba thing. I would be kind of a little disappointed. A little. But couldn't he just turn on those lasers and cut that, that whole cockpit in half? He could. You know it how he like, flew right past them in, like, in front of them in the screen? Like, he could have just turned them on and, like, cut through the cockpit and, dude, cut the, dry, like, the captain in half. That would have been so intense, bro. Yeah. That would have been so cool. But he destroys those final two ties, and he hits the hyperspace, and he's gone, and then the and I captain think the coolest part, ship. it shows the captain standing there, like, in awe when he leaves, but then you see, like, two stormtroopers, like, not move an inch in the background. Like, they're just still standing there. Yeah. So... And under their mask, you know, their mouths are just dropped, like... I wonder what the the effects of this is going to be like if the ISB is going to connect this to be, it's definitely going to show something. Cause like they probably have this whole thing on film. Right. Yes. And this ship is going to land back on Coruscant. 
Right. That is true. So I wonder, like, I wonder if like the ID number that he used, if he's used it multiple times. No, because he would have knew if I hardly remember he had the droid like oh, that's find right. one. But like, I wonder somehow this is gonna the ISB is gonna get wind of this and it's oh, yeah, gonna. Oh sure. But I just wonder like how they would connect it though, other than seeing the ship on Coruscant like. Dedra's just walking to work and sees the Fondor land. Like, I just saw that on the surveillance. The news. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I don't know. They, they put it like an amber, a galaxy wide amber alert for this yeah, ship. For this weird ship. I, but, I think what's also kind of interesting about this too is that um, the ship looks pretty unique. So it's not, it's kind of going to stick out a little bit. You're right, right. But also, Will or Yelson in the chat was saying like the ties probably blew up right away on impact because they don't have shields. Maybe their ship, that ship, the cockpit probably has shields, so you probably couldn't cut through it right right away. That's true. That that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just wanted to see the how cool would that been if the captain got cut in half? We saw that. And then next episode, he has, like, spider legs, like Maul. Yeah. Even that, cooler. That would be cool. But, he wasn't super high rank because he was wearing all black, so. Right. But we did miss something um, earlier on in the episode. But Vel goes to the shop oh, to yeah. talk. Um, the shop looks a little empty. does. Well, it's just her and Luthen, so. But, no, it looks like. People be buying things. Well, that's good. Uh-huh. Help helping the economy, dude. True. <laughs> you can't you can't afford uh, that kind of that special ship without people buying yeah expensive fancy things. But that ship if you don't buy Padme's headdress, right? But, but the only reason Val went there is because she wanted to talk to Luthen because she found out that Andor's mother died, and so mm. like just I'm going. To, so she saw that the Fondor ship was gone. So I said, she knows, she's asked where he is, blah, blah, blah. But she says, well, I'm going to Ferrix tomorrow because the funeral is tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. But she kind of took some shots at Clea. Like, yeah. Um, what, she said, like, you know, what have you done lately? And Clea doesn't like it. It's like, lately? It's, it's always, I'm always, Daily. I'm doing things. I'm, you know, there's people at my door panicking all the time and like, just like you type of thing. And mm-hmm. so, but I still felt like it got to her a little bit. Like she's, yeah. she's too, too much behind the scenes. She's not doing enough though. So I think that's going to, that might, there might be a break between Clea and Luthen now. If Luthen doesn't die next episode, I feel like next season, you're going to see this break between Luthen and Clea where they might have to dies and Clea is my turn. Maybe like, I wonder, do you think Clea is more, more cutthroat or less cutthroat than Luthen? Pretty close. Cause I, I wonder similar personalities because she's very like, by the T and Luthen does kind of like try to ignore some of the things like he wanted that K2 
connection to stay open, even though it was a trap. Like he wanted to answer what's her name, uh, Bell's call, and she said no, and she turned off that line. Like I don't know, yeah. but it would be interesting if she was a mole for the Empire the entire time. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Because if they wanted, but yeah, I don't then know. it would have been a little bit more obvious at this point. Well, but then I don't know because our last one, we had no idea. But the ISB, if they knew about him, would know that he's Axis, though. And so it'd be kind of weird. Yeah, that... but maybe the one guy knows and no one else does, and he's trying to like see how close. Like, all right, I don't think this is, but I think it would be kind of cool if the old guy from the ISB knows. Everything that's happening. And he's just trying to train these other ISB people the entire time and see how far they can, how close they can get to actually capturing this person. So you think the whole time. So the old guy, Partigraz, you think he knows who Luthen is? I I don't think this is real. I'm just saying how cool would that have been? If they catch her Luthen and then he's like, oh yeah, we already knew. And then the girl walks in behind him. Maybe like you caught us. Uh, it'd be kind of cool storytelling. Like, there's but. moles on both sides, right? But I think that'd be a little. It would strange. be cool to see if if Partigraz was a rebel. Oh, I, I I doubt that. And he's like no. the leader of the ISB, and like that would be really cool because I like him a lot. Or seeing him turn, that'd be cool. But or see that girl turn. That's kind of actually. I don't know. I still want to see live action Agent Agent Callus though, because he's right now he's hunting down the Ghost Crew like on Lothal. Like I just want to see the guy walk in with his mutton chops or whatever he has. I just mm-hmm. want to have him walk by like, "Hey, Agent Callus, how's it going?" Type of thing, and that's it. Like, yeah, or even Tarkin. I know it has to be CGI, but I'm down to see like. A Tarkin come in at a meeting and say, like, what did you guys let? Like, if this thing happens next week, Tarkin has to go and take over. And it's like a defake Tarkin. That'd be so cool. I'm down. Well, I don't know. Tar- Tarkin's, he's, but he's concerned with the Rebel, the Ghost Crew stuff, though. Like, that's his focus right now. That sector of the galaxy. So, I don't know. But I, I just wish we could see people walking in the background. That's all. It, okay, but we know that from the Ahsoka show that's going to come out, we're going to see parts of the Ghost Crew live action. Yes. What if next season of Andor, Andor interacts with people from the Ghost Crew briefly? We we probably would. He, he probably live would. Live action. Because he's, like he's on, when they're on Yavin, we see the ghost yeah. ship, the ghost Ship there. Um, well, and then and, and, and Chopper and uh, General Sandula. So like, he's definitely met with them. So like, it'd be really cool if, because they are gonna cast all these characters. Yeah. To tie that in a little bit. Right. So I, I'm fairly certain we'll we'll see the that'd be so dope in Andor next season. If you guys haven't watched Rebels, you gotta watch Rebels. If we ever have a lull in shows, which I don't think is going to happen, I think it would be really cool to break down Rebels. 
That's so much, dude. It's so much. Like I said, I don't <laughs> think we're going to have a law, but if we have like a few months again, like we do season one, we'll break down all of season one. And then another law, we'll break down all of season two. I don't know. We'll see. We'll do it in three parts, like three episode parts or. We'll see. I think. What, what do the fans us, want? Yeah. Let us know if you guys want us to do that. Yep. Or let us know if you guys want it behind a paywall. And maybe we'll do it as an extra bonus stuff. Yeah. Empire Radio After Dark. That's what we'll call it. Ooh. Empire Radio Rebels. Or Rebel Radio. <laughs> Wait, nope. That's the thing. Never mind. Rebel Force Radio? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope, no. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's... Oh, and before we get into the Andor stuff, we get a, a scene with Karn. Oh, yeah. I, I was hoping you were just... Why? This was a good scene. It's, at the end of the day, still Karn. So... Cereal boy. Every, everyone's favorite mother <laughs> wakes him up in the middle of the night and says, You got a call. Yeah. And so he gets a hollow call, a FaceTime call, and it's. FaceTime call. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Mosk, or whatever his name is, that the, the guy that helped him lead the charge on Ferric hunting down Andor. And. He's like, it's terrible reception. You're going across the galaxy call. And he's like. Well, and it looks like he's in like a workshop too. He's been like slave labor. I don't know what he is. Like he's, he's, he's not working <laughs> his dream job anymore. And so he's been manufacturing something or whatever factory. But he's like, you know, you, you told me to contact you if I've got any information on Andor. Well, one of my buddies that used to work at, you know, the headquarters, the Morlano one, whatever it was, like he's still there helping the transition into the empire. But he said that there's going to be a funeral on Ferric because Andor's mother died. And so the conversation is very choppy. It's very low quality, but like it's, it's funny how they do it because neither of them are like hearing each other, but like the information yeah, still gets passed. It's like when you ever watch like the, those commercials for like phones, there's like a commercial bit in this. Like, there's I forget what phone service it was like. I think it was Verizon like knocking on like T-Mobile or something. But it was like that. Like they're called like, oh, like are you okay? No, I crashed. And like, and then but it made it sound like they said I love you or something different. Uh, like, yeah, like complete opposite. <laughs> That's so, pretty much what's happening. But it was so, it was a funny scene. But it was so very like dramatic for Karn because like for Karn so I I think what's going to happen is Karn is going to go to the funeral mm -hmm. he's going to find and capture Andor but then Andor is going to escape mm -hmm. and the ISB is going to see that Karn screwed it up and then they're going to kill Karn <laughs> so dang R.I.P. Karn next episode is my guest I he's going to he's Andor's going to escape because of Karn. That's what's going to happen. He's going to mess it up. Or somehow. he's going to somehow catch. I, okay. The one thing that in this episode I don't like is that they, the Empire did not figure out this prison break at all. Oh, yeah. We never, 
I thought we were going to get a huge response from the Empire on this. Yes. Unless... That was, like, my one, like... uh, um, I feel like they forgot something. Unless the people at the facility don't want to report it because they know that they're all going to die if they report it. Yeah. Like, all those people that survived. Because that... And, like... Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like they kind of forgot or, like... I'm sure it'll come they up don't the know episode. yet. Maybe it's too early. Maybe, but because they don't have power, it's going to take them what three days to get power or whatever. Well, three months to turn the power back on. That's so maybe they don't. They can't even report this incident for three months. Maybe. Well, I think it was just on that specific tower. Yeah, but how they are they going to communicate to other towers? Well, they got the. They had sent out the patrol ships. True. That, so you're right. So I don't know. But anyway, before we start talking about the Andor stuff, which we're we're dabbling with right now, let's just take a quick break, a little coffee break. And if you like coffee or tea, you should listen to this sponsor episode, uh, commercial from Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. So let's take a listen. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Well, we might as well just jump into the Andor stuff. Andor. You know, for a show that's called Andor, you'd think that Andor would be in it more often than we actually get him. In his defense, (laughs) he was in jail. Yep, that scrub. Yeah. Um, but the episode starts off with, uh, Andor and Melchi just hanging on the side of a cliff, hoping that a patrol ship doesn't see him. And so it seems like they've been there for a while. Hang in there. Yeah. They look like they're because they're going to die. It was a weird the dialogue was really weird because Cassian says, I think he's leaving. And then Melchi was like, like told him to stop saying that. Like, it seems like Andrew has been saying that multiple times. Like, Oh, this is okay. He's actually leaving, but then it doesn't. And so like Melchi didn't want to hear him say that. Um, but then like, Andrew's like, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I'm listening to you. I don't know. It was really a weird. I didn't really get it. Like, I think because then, then he's like on that cliff for a while, and Melchie's like, "If you tell me that 
he is still leaving and he hasn't yet, I'm going to fall. Because I think what has happened, it kind of made it seem like they climbed all the way up on the top and then it came back and they had to climb back down. And so he was saying he couldn't do that again because he's too weak. Maybe. And it showed their hands and feet right. during that part. So, like, you know that they've been struggling. Right. And then, but then, like, you know, he says, like, I don't want you to say that. And he's like, well, I want you to say that he's leaving. Like, it was, it was just a weird dialogue. I didn't really fully get it, but, but Did the ship. Did any of that I'm, scene remind you of Lord of the Rings at all to you? No. Oh, it could be because. I've only seen those movies once and I didn't really enjoy them and I don't remember uh, anything. Okay. Well, there's that. It just kind of remind me of Frodo and Sam because they're both barefoot around a bunch of rocks and stuff and they're struggling and they're hiding and ducking. Kind of made me feel like I was watching Lord of the Rings. Granted, it could be just the con I went to is in my head because they were both there. Did you go for two days? No, I just went the one day. Saturday, all day. I thought you posted a picture on that Friday, like. You didn't? Oh, I did. I I went to get my badge on Friday. But didn't you like go in for a little bit? I went in and walked around, but I didn't record like anything, oh. just for Instagram, like just to show like, hey, watch out for tomorrow. But that right. was cool. All right, gotta see well, a panel and stuff. Cool. But yes, the ship. So that the patrol ship, I think, is the same ship we see in Rogue One on Scarif, like that flat TIE fighter looking thing. I think that's mm -hmm. the supposed to be yeah. the same ship, which is cool that they just do that for fun. Um, but later on, we see them on, up on a cliff looking down into like a ravine. cavern, I don't know, a ravine or whatever. And there's two like alien creature people there down there by themselves. And they have a quad jumper ship, which... Mm -hmm. If you remember from episode seven, mm -hmm. the quad jumper is what Ray and Finn were going to escape on. And then, and they, then they started to went, end up going for the garbage ship, the Millennium Falcon. So yeah, it was cool that it was the same model ship. Um, from the looks like it could have even been the same one. Well, if it's a quad jumper is a quad jumper, it's going to look the same, <laughs> but I believe it. And Episode 7 was all red, which obviously you can paint the ship, but um, it would be cool if it ended up being the same. But it was interesting because the guy that would the talk, the alien that spoke, mm -hmm. sounded like yep. the guy in Episode 7. I forget yep. what is his name. I don't remember his uh, name. The one-quarter portion guy. Yeah. But um, it should be cool if it was the same guy, too. It wasn't the same guy, though. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah. So, Melchie's like, I'm making a run for it. Like, this is our one shot. We can beat him. These bozos can't outrun us. Like, we're going to go. So, like, he runs. And then Andrew's like, crap. I got to start running now. Um, And they're running for it, running for it. And the guys are just standing there like, what are these guys doing? And then they have, like, this auto net. <laughs> it's a funny net because it's just like a a squishy rubbery net that just like grabs them. And yeah. it's like, 
gooey, like a gooey and spider web. Spider web. It literally reminded me of Lord of the Rings again, but yeah. Of course, there's a spider. I remember, I kind of remember the spider scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of. But there's no spiders. It's just a net. No. And so, um, one, if you don't put the subtitles on on the scene, it's really hard to understand. I, I was I was struggling to understand what they were saying because I had to put the subtitles on both times that I watched. But they're mad at the Empire because the prisons basically ruined their water. And it, the water no longer produces squigglies, which I'm guessing are there is there a term for like fish or fish. some sort of creature that they hunt or fish for in the water. And I'm guessing these nets are used to catch squigglies. Yeah. And so um, they're like, oh, you're escaped prisoners. Like, I think we can get a thousand credits per person. Like, like we, if we turn you in or something like that. But they... I guess they say, well, you're prisoners, like you're held hostage, basically. We're just going to let you go. Like, I thought it was really weird to just kind of like let them go. Like, Mm. I didn't get it really. I'm still kind of confused. So they are free to go and free to take the quad jumper. And they say he's going to go to Neomos, which is the planet, the Miami beach where he got arrested. And so... I don't know. This was an interesting scene. As it was cool to see the locals like explain what the Empire did to their planet. It ruined their yeah. water, and it ruined their um, seemingly a major food source for them by ruining the mm-hmm. water. So those locals look so interesting, though. Yeah, like one guy has like a fake arm. Like, I think he has like a blade for an arm. Yep. Something, but uh, oh, like I that. should mention though, the guy that was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in Rogue One in Saw Gerrera's lair on Jeddah. Oh, that's cool. So I don't know how he gets At from... At some point, he gets how, fed up enough that he right. tries to become a rebel. And it's just a brief thing. He's just sitting in the back. It's clearly the same looking creature with like the same like eye headset yeah. thing he is on. So it's very brief. So, but I think that's really cool. To like, I wonder how he gets from down in that gully to Saw Gerrera's thing. In yeah, maybe we'll get five years. Some animated short about it. <laughs> Probably better than that Grogu one we got. Okay. Um, am I wrong? <laughs> Is this him getting chased around by squigglies? <laughs> yep, and then he decides to become a rebel. And then the squigglies give him a flower. He, found, he Spo- finds spoilers. No, no, Saw gives him a flower. <laughs> uh, it'll be funny, but yeah. So we'll probably see them again. I'm guessing next season. It's just very brief, but we'll probably see them again. And so the next time we see them um, is Aniamos, and the beach is empty. There's two pelic- blue pelicans fighting, but no one's there anymore. So I'm guessing because of the the laws being having harsh punishments, like it's no longer a tourist site because yep. too many people were getting arrested. 
and it's just an empty yeah, place. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, it's there's like no one there. And so, and he sneaks uh, back into his room, which it was a hotel room because there's other people sleeping in that bed. Mm-hmm. And currently, oh, housekeeping really? doesn't do a good job cleaning because they didn't find a briefcase full of the monies of money. So he his briefcase is still up there, which has a bunch of money in it, two blasters, and Nemec's manifesto. And so, so that I didn't realize that was his manifesto until like someone else pointed it out. But like it opens mm. up and it's and it's him reading out loud what he says. It's like some for some reason I thought it was oh it's just like a journal that he wrote in. Yeah, but it's actually like like a voice recording of him explaining his ideology and philosophy on rebellion and something like that. It's funny because he opens it up and it starts talking. Oh, oh. yeah. Like, he shuts it. Obviously you knew that was going to happen. Why would you open it? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool that he has the manifesto. Like, cause we kind of thought like, Oh, he lost it. Like he's not really going to get it back, but it was hidden. So he got it back. Um, yeah. And then, Oh, well, we actually kind of, I'm looking at my notes and we missed something about Karn. He seems to leave. Like his mom leaves and then he goes and steals money, I think, from her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was something we missed. That boy was a little. Well, the thing is, he was already mad that she was in his private box. So then he goes into her private box and takes her money. Because I think there's there's a bunch of jewelry in there. So I think that's why I thought it was the mother's, I think. think No, it is. It's the mom's money. He knew exactly where to go. Like it was so predictable. I called it like when I was watching the watch run, like, oh, he's gonna go steal his mom's money. Bam. Like, what a scrub, dude. I don't know. I can't wait to see him die. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> um but yeah, so it was kinda cool that I because I have him close to my notes, so it's like Karn is taking money from his mom while Cassian is taking money back from where he had it hidden mm-hmm. and to go do something. So, but anyway, the episode ends with Cassian calls his buddy on Ferrix. Like, I think he's like the, like the, in charge of the port or something like transit place or whatever on Ferrick. Cause it's like the ships go to and from this business or something. And so he calls him. He's like, Hey, I just want you to leave a message for my mother. Like tell him where I love her. I'm thinking about her, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, and so, but then the guy has to like say, hey, wait, your mother's dead, which I've never had to tell someone that someone has died, but like, I've always thought it was weird when people say, oh, they just like blatantly say, oh, your mother is dead rather than saying your mother has died. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just me. Like when I say no. oh, someone is dead, like I just picture like a dead body. Yeah, like anytime I've ever like said that, oh, this person is dead. My wife always Steph always gets mad at me. It's like you mean they they passed away or they died? Like you can't say dead. Like yeah, I guess dead's a little aggressive of a term. And I'm like, oh, okay. did, did you tell her that a mouse was dead when you killed okay, it? Okay, chill. <laughs> um, but so then. I'm so Cassian learned that his mother died, but 
I was expecting a bigger emotional reaction because he gets off to his galactic payphone that they have apparently. And uh, Melchi is just standing there in his Hawaiian shirt and stuff like Mm -hmm. on his beach. And he goes and like, they didn't even talk about it. Like he didn't even mention that his mom died. Like, there was no emotional thing. And Melchie's like, we have to tell the galaxy what they're doing. Like we have to tell them. And like one of us has to get out. And like, if we will double our chances if we split up. So yep. I was like, dang, I thought they were going to stay together. Like me too. And so somehow they're going to get back together. And that's like, how is that going to work? Yeah. Um, but at some and- point they're going to join the same rebel alliance. Right, so it's like, how are they? How do they get back to each other? Unless they have common devices or something, and yeah, I don't know. But uh, Andor gives him one of his guns, blasters, um, and they part ways. Um, and a lot of people are pointing out how this scene of him looking out at the sunset looks like when he dies in Rogue One, when he, when it's him and Jin on the beach looking at like a sunset, but it's the Death Star blast coming at him. Same thing where he's looking out and with Melchi saying, like we have to tell the galaxy, like that's what Cassian and Jin Erso did. Uh Like they sent out a message for the whole galaxy to hear about this Death Star. So, it was a cool parallel of That's true, needing yeah. to tell the galaxy about what the Empire's doing, both mm-hmm. with the, paralleling the pr- prison stuff with the Death Star plans. Yeah. So, that's that's no, the episode. No. A lot of tons of little plot ideas and stories going on here. Um, a lot all, to do next week, hopefully. Lots to do, but like I said, I think a lot of these stories are going to convene on Ferric. And so you're going to have all the ISB on Ferric. Vedra's going to mm-hmm. be on Ferric. We're going to have Vel on Ferric. We're going to have Sinta already there. There's this funeral, which I think is a fake funeral, as a cover-up for some sort of rebel event. That's crazy, dude. Karn is that. going there. But then we're going to have this Krieger, Krieger uh, Luthen, and Saw Gerrera thing happening. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a very focused on two stories next week, which would be a cool thing that we haven't really had a lot in the show, just kind of like focusing on two things. Yeah. There's always like a bunch of stuff. So next week we will be doing a live stream on Wednesday night. I'm going to try and get yep. home from work ASAP. Um, so we can do that and we'll record. And so when you guys are all, making your thanksgiving lunch for the next day or whatever meal and you guys are prepping your your turkey and your all that fun stuff make sure you guys tune in to the live stream on twitch.tv slash empire radio and just throw us on the background while you're prepping for your you're helping your parents or you are the parent and you're making your prepping all that pies like most people bake pies the night before so you're out there making pies next week and you want to hang out with us we'll be here yeah so so 
that's this episode. Any more uh, theories or comments before we transition over to voicemails? No, I, I like your theory. It'd be interesting to see if that's hap- actually happens because I don't think a lot of people have thought about that. So about Karn? About, no, about or the, or the, the mom. Oh, the fake, fake death. Yeah, so the fake mom. Yep. Because yeah, so. she does, she did have a blaster. True. Remember when she picked up a blaster randomly? Yep. So. She's going to kick the brakes. Oh. <laughs> then she's probably going to kick the bucket, too. So. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, transition over to voicemail time. Voicemail time. Let's go. All right, cool, cool. All right, well, we have quite a few tonight, actually. We have seven plus of fan email question. Yes. And so let's do the fan email question first okay. uh, from someone named Elias. Elias. Um, and he says, I know you guys like Stranger Things, so what is your favorite season? That's an easy one. Yep. Season four. Whoa. <laughs> what? Didn't season we talk about one. this? No. Season one all day, baby. Season four is so intense. It's so it intense. Is, it's nonstop okay, action. Get out. You what do you say? Season two. Season two is not bad. There's just one episode that no one likes. Dude, but season one's so good. I'm not saying that season one is bad by me saying season four is my favorite. Season four is good, but I like season one because there's a lot less will in it. Okay, there's barely any will mm-hmm. in this season two. He's just crying in the back of a car the whole time. But um, I think season four <laughs> is visually the most stunning. It is the most intense. True. It's True. The episodes are so long, like they're all like an hour and 15 minutes or longer. Like the finale yeah. is two and a half hours long. It's the CGI is insane. True. The music season, is insane. All of these one, the beginning, the low budget. They never, they didn't even know what they had. Like it, it was the show before the show. Like it was on Netflix for like how many, like a few weeks before it even got popular. Like, People don't even know what it was. Uh, it got popped up pretty quick. I remember I binged it opening day. Like Really? Yeah. You're the only person I know. So I was like, I was in Europe when it weird, came out. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> my bad. I was on my honeymoon in Europe. Oh, your honeymoon? Came... Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah, the first sense. time. And... He's only been married once, folks. Just so no, the first first time it's in Europe, I should say. Oh, I thought you meant like first no, time yeah, going no. on a honeymoon. <laughs> no, no. So I was in Europe and I came back and everyone's like talking about Stranger Things. They're like, yeah, it came out a few weeks ago and we just all binged it. And I was like, okay, what is this show? And I went and watched it and it was the best thing ever. It felt like the Goonies. Like it was so good. Because yeah, I remember watching season one and I think – I remember posting after watching the third episode in, I was like, I post on Facebook. I think this is on pace to being the best show ever made. 
And by the end of the season, I'm like, this is my favorite show of all time. And it is my favorite show of all time. So, but I still think season four is the best because it's just, there's just so much going on. There's so season much nonstop. Season three is good too. It's the most emotional season. Like that final sequence fight and battle. And it was, just, it was nuts. The music with that running up that hill song, like at the end and what's your face with the shotgun. Whew. Mm-hmm. I love that show so much. Way better than any Star Wars show. I can tell you that right now. Anyway. <laughs> so thank no. you, Elias, for that question. But don't be afraid to send an actual voicemail. We'd love to hear True. from new people. But via if you guys want to send in non-voicemail questions, you guys can go to Empire Radio Fan at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah, you yep. guys can go leave a, a, a question over there as well. That is definitely fine. Did we have a Stranger Things question last week? We did. Favorite characters. Yeah, and I think we kind of even talked about our favorite seasons. But yeah, but yeah, Stranger I Things. I can't wait till season five whenever that comes out because I think they plan for six seasons. What? Those are done. I season for five. I don't know. I thought I heard that they want to do two more seasons, uh, of but of course they do. And they, you're gonna watch every second of it, so don't complain. I am, but it's like it's like the last season, like the last season of Cobra Kai. Like I, I'm kind of I'm at the point where I'm kind of ready for it to wrap. Yeah, Cobra Kai. I think I think they just have one season. I think they've officially announced. Maybe that. that's who I'm thinking of. But the last season of Cobra Kai was not the best. It was not the, my favorite, but it was still really good. Yes. Still loves. I mean, if you guys don't know, Wesley Andrews used to do Stranger Things launch days. And we used to decorate the entire cafe with all Stranger Things stuff. We put like all the pops and all the the tables and we decorated and put like the thing like like we had like lights everywhere that were flickering. And then we had a projector of the previous season playing the entire day of launch. And then we had like drinks that were like all Stranger Things. Like we had like Fruity Pebble, like latte. And then we had a ego latte, like a maple <laughs> syrup latte with a, an ego on the side. But then the, we had the projector and it was on the ceiling. So it was like upside down. So you had to look, look up to watch the, it was pretty cool. And then this last season, because I didn't work that I, I'm not like in the cafe anymore. You're not allowed in. <laughs> no, because I'm the one that always, me and Stephanie would decorate it and do it all. Right. And because I'm not in the cafe, they did it like a launch day, but they just brought the drinks and they didn't actually like, it was pretty whack. But Shots fired. Dang, at your former. We player. even have Wesley Andrew themed Stranger Things shirts that have like the logo and everything. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think we need to start getting merch, but we got to figure that out. Yeah. Will, get on it. <laughs> well, All right. Will. What? Will, Will. <laughs> he's a mod in the Discord. He's not our. Uh, he's doing everything now, boy. He's not our PR. He's like... mod in the, te- the live streams. Oh, he does everything. Get on it, Will. Yeah. For as much as we pay him, he does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you, right. Elias, for that. But yes, 
So now we have two from Addy. So let's take a yes. listen. Oh. Hey, I'm Power Leo. It's Addy back at you with another voicemail. Uh, I'm coming from you live from Jamaica Beach, Texas. I'm on vacation with oh. my family because <laughs> I had a Taekwondo tournament today. Yay! And a little update on that. I got third place in traditional weapons form and first place in creative uh, XMA form. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I will send in another voicemail with a question because I don't think I have enough time for this one. Anyway, I hope you have a nice day. May the first be with you. Bye. Dang. Third place and first place. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations, Eddie. Watch out, Andrew. Might yeah. have some competition. I think she could probably oh, yeah. beat us Either. up right now. Like I Oh for sure. I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to mess with Addie. She doesn't nope. need anyone to keep nope, her safe and keep herself safe. So Yep. So a question that I do have for Addie though. So you're in the Taekwondo and you're doing these competitions. Like what is your end goal? with martial arts and taekwondo like do you want to like do you want to be like (laughs) like a 10 degree black belt and be an instructor and like do international competitions or like you just want to do it for fun and just do it for a few years i don't know so i'd like to know what your your end goal is with your martial arts studies and all that stuff so but eddie also has another voicemail and she has a question for us so let's take a listen to that Hey, I'm Power Radio. I'm back at you with another voicemail. Here's my question for the week. What is your favorite thing to do during the holidays? Me, personally, one of my favorite things that we do as a family is uh, Operation Christmas Child, uh, which I'm pretty sure you know what it is, but in case those listeners out there don't, Operation Christmas Child is where um, a bunch of churches in the U.S. Uh, come together and fill these uh, shoe boxes with toys and such for kids all around the world who don't really have much. And it's so rewarding, and I just love it. Um, we will be delivering ours next Sunday. Anyway, I'm running out of time. Hope you have an awesome day, and may the voice be with you. Bye. Yes. Drew, have you ever done... Yeah, I used to uh, do that. The uh, Operation Christmas Shot. I've, yeah. At my previous church, we did that. Used to do that every year. And I think we'd do like 300 boxes. We'd just, rather than having a church service, we'd just set up stations and we'd, as a church, just fill these boxes with toys and fun That's stuff. That's cool. So, so, yeah, they get yeah, sent out all around the world. So, like, people in Africa and South America mm-hmm. and, like, all over Asia and stuff. Like, yeah, we, I remember we used to do that because as a kid, and like we wanted to do it, but there's like only certain things you can pick in the boxes, like certain toys. They can't right. be like you, you can't put like war, like gun, like yeah, like toy guns or anything because just could be, be going like, to like somewhere where it might be a a former like, war zone or something. War so is in a war zone. So like right. a lot of these boxes, I feel like they have like band aids and like you like put a lot of like healthcare stuff in them too, but. And then it's like a soccer ball or like a yeah, there's a lot of just fun gadgets and dolls and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, that's cool that your church that's is cool. doing that. It's always fun. It's always a fun time just filling those boxes with yeah people. So 
But she asked, what is our favorite holiday like tradition or thing we like to do during the holidays? Um, well, I, I know the Discord is doing something cool. We are. A, a group of us, we are doing a white elephant exchange uh, organized by Reda in the Discord. It's, we use this website to create wish lists and then we get randomly selected by someone and we are randomly select someone. Is it too to, late to join that already? Oh, it's already in motion. We've oh, it's already closed. Cool. Next year. So I've already sent out my gift for someone and I got a notification that mine is has been sent to me. Oh, so wow. I don't know who has me, but I know who I have. And the person that I have is really going to like what I got this individual. Oh, there you go. I didn't even do it. I was kind of bummed. I should have done it. Should have. Next year. Next year. So, yeah, if you guys want another chance to join the Discord, gifts, Christmas gifts, you know, holiday gifts. Yeah. And we're only doing $20 max with shipping. So, it's, it's not like you that, can that get... makes it even harder. You know what that means? Paperback, Star Wars book coming in someone's way. <laughs> 12 bucks. Well, there's like, there's, 12 bucks. There's a lot of pops that you can get that are like oh, fifteen true. bucks and other little gadgets and yeah stuff like that. So, so it's it's fun. So we're waiting on everyone to get their gifts and send them out, and then we'll do like a thing in the Discord where we open them together on like a video yeah, call. Cool. So, but other than that, Drew, anything? Well, we do. My wife's family. We all look siblings and stuff we do secret santa and so it's like our way to keep us kids to keep getting presents even though we're not kids anymore we all have our own kids <laughs> so like obviously we buy all the nieces and nephews all gifts and stuff like that and then i buy my wife a gift and she'll buy me something and then we buy our parents gifts but then like the biggest thing after that is that we do secret santa we all uh, on Thanksgiving, after we eat, we all draw names out of a hat. And you can't be who we had last year, and it can't be your spouse. <laughs> and then you, every, what we used to do when Black Friday was a big thing before COVID, would we would get our list and see if anything was at the stores, and we'd go Black Friday shopping. And it was super fun. We'd all go to different stores, which store we want to go to together. And then we'd all wait in line right after Thanksgiving and then go shopping in the stores and try to find our secret Santa gifts. So so that's always fun. Fun fact, I have never gone shopping on Black Friday. Oh, well. Never once. It's fun. I like it. I don't know. I always it, I see it. people see people trampled in Best Buy and like the good old days. I'm like, I'm good. I'm just gonna go to bed. The fun days <laughs> when it was aggressive, like waiting uh, outside Best Buy at like four just to get a ticket to potentially buy the crappiest TV that they're selling for super cheap. Like, oh. yeah, it's the good old days. They don't like. Black Friday stuff happened like two weeks ago already. It's like, it's not yeah, Black already Friday anymore. So yeah. dumb. This is not even a thing. Because people like, got offended by Black Friday starting on like Thanksgiving like night, like at nine o'clock at night. Like, this is bad. Like, just spend time with your family. And then like, I know. if you do buy something on Black Friday or something, like you're 
terrible human beings. So now like businesses don't even like do it. Which I disagree because we made it out of a tradition. So now yeah. for me, it's like it sucks that like Black Friday is like most stores now. It's like their normal deal. They just have Black Friday name over. It's like twenty percent off whole store. But you have that. You have that every season. Like that's not a deal. Like right. I want to like feel like rushed and like I don't know. It, it was it was fun. So I right. kind of miss that because I don't think that's even a thing anymore. Right. And like my work does even we're closed Black Friday. So like it's even a holiday for me. So. I don't know, it kind of stinks, but yeah. But that's what we do. Yeah, we do a gift exchange, like my family. It's we do it like a the white elephant thing, or not white elephant, like a secret Santa thing where we draw names. Mm-hmm. But it's the way we do it is it's my siblings, their spouses, my nieces and nephews, and then my parents. Like all of us are in there. So all like, of them. yeah. So like I could get. A sibling, I could get a niece or nephew, I could get an in-law, or I could get one of my parents. And so, it's every it's always random every year. Well, like, every year, we're getting more and more kids. And I keep suggesting, like, at one point, we're going to have to do Secret Santa for the kids. Where we draw the kids' names, and that's what we're going to... We're going to buy one of the kids, like, a big gift. But then, everyone else, the family complains, like... Yeah, but all these kids got all of them forever. They always got good presents, and not, we can't do that. I'm like, yeah, but at one point, we're going to have no money because y'all keep <laughs> having kids all the time. Like, we have two kids that are, like, due, like, one's due next week. Like, there's going to be, I'm going to have a new niece next week, and it's like. You don't have to buy her anything for Christmas. Well, you have to buy their parents diapers. Uh, oh, like, I guess. I mean. My, my family were done with kids well, so like you still got a chance no i'm that's not gonna happen you're in your 30s it can happen and it's not gonna happen i'm not yeah. married say never not, i'm Cat? never going to get married you heard I'll it here <laughs> you heard it here um but yeah it's fun doing that gifts exchange but when i was a kid i always enjoyed decorating christmas tree with mm-hmm. my family because i would so there's if you've heard of like if you know your old music classical music like Handel's Messiah like is like the music that like supposed to tell like the whole story of Jesus like there's a version called Handel's Young Messiah which is like a mod like it was recorded in like the 80s or 90s that's was like a rock version of it kind of oh that's funny and it was it's very good it's actually like really good well done and we would always listen to my parents would put that tape, a cassette tape oh, in, gosh. and tape. we'd listen to that while we would decorate, decorate the, tree. the tree. And so I always remember doing that. And I still listen to Handel's Young Messiah. On like, Christmas? Like just when you decorate Charlie Brown tree? My Charlie Brown tree, I have that, yeah. yeah. But I, I always listen to some of it like just during this time of year just because it's just nostalgic. Like It's like that, probably the only nostalgic thing in my life is that Christmas You have it on tape? Music. I don't. I have it on CD, but I don't have anything that plays a CD. But it's on YouTube. You can just. Wait, can't you play it on your PS4? Play PlayStation fours do not play CDs. I've tried that. Yeah, you could you could play CDs on PlayStation ones, twos, and threes, but not on PlayStation fours. Really? Actually, there's a CD that I found of my old band, 
With and I put it Mike Taylor. Yeah. And really? I put it yeah. <laughs> it was like one of our EPs. And I put it in my car and then my car won't play it. If it's some CDs are like, I don't like, understand, but my some car CDs, is too new or something. The CDs are might be too old. Like yeah, there's different technology. Know. So But uh Yellowstone the chat said that they'll marry you, so there you go. Huh? <laughs> Yellow Snow in the chat said, "I'll marry you." Uh, I'm. <laughs> so, I'm oh, good. Don't say no. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Uh, thanks. Well. Thanks for the offer, but I'm good. Um, but yeah, that's the only. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I'm not meeting, having Thanksgiving with my family this year. We're all spread out, and I'm just going to a family at church. And then we might not have Christmas this year because no one is going to be able to. We might not be able to get together, which is oh, weird. Sad. That's so sad. So, Thanksgiving is taken care of. I'm going to a family for that, but Christmas, I don't know what we're doing. We might not have Christmas, which well, is fine. I would rather sleep in anyway. But okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, we Discord. Have a of- you guys make sure Jeremiah does we'll Christmas a, with Discord, you guys. a Discord Christmas. But we have five more voicemails to get to. So okay, let's let's get. So going. here is. A first-time sender with a little asterisk, but we have a voicemail from Hondo Anaka, oh. and he has some things to say about our heated debate from last week. Ooh. So let's take a listen. Hello, my friend. <laughs> this is I, Hondo Anaka. <laughs> I've heard your heated debate and wanted to give you pointers. Always bring a blaster so the profit can be secured, or in this case, the argument. All right, thank you, right, Hondo. Hondo, Hondo. I, I, I wonder who did that voice, but um, <laughs> thank you, Hondo. And that is very good advice that we should have a blaster. So it's good that we don't record in person because if we had blasters last week, who would have shot first? That's that would have been the big debate right there. I guess. Chat, you, figure it out. Put a poll up. Who would shoot first? Jew would probably shoot me first. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't, you think I would shoot you first in an argument? No, I don't think either of us would have shot first. I don't know. It would be a stalemate. We would have pointed, maybe. It would be like... In the office when they're pointing their finger guns at each yeah, other. Finger guns at each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hondo. Thank you for that. But let's also hear another voicemail from Will. Let's take a listen. Hey Empire Video. Will here. It's been a bit. Um past week I was pretty pretty busy. Uh, considering my birthday was the ninth, I'm 23 now. <laughs> That's it, boy. Uh, I I don't know how to feel about that, but uh, adulting goes on. <laughs> I heard the uh, he did debate also. I, I like that. I was really into it. I was on both of y'all's sides because I, I I get both points, but um, pick me, pick me. 
don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I just like both arguments. Both sides. All right, cool. Thank you, Will. And happy birthday, belated yes, birthday. birthday. And you're 23 now. 23, and I'll tell you. I thought you were older than that. After 23, your body goes down. You're like, my, I'm, I'm 33. And I'm hey, got my, my janky back. I, I'm just, just get, prepare for the worst. Okay. This. So Discord is saying, uh, DeView Twist said Jeremiah has. Oh, DeView Twist? We haven't yeah. seen him for a while. Hey, what's up? Has Jeremiah has shot first vibes. <laughs> okay. And then, then they also said that Drew has to get, sh- has got shot vibes, which. Thank you. I don't guess. <laughs> but then you also said that Drew would just shoot right away. <laughs> before. Maybe. So apparently I would just shoot you before we even start the conversation. Maybe. We'll End of your twist agrees with me. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, that being said, let's listen to a voicemail from Boss Nass's Boss. Hello, Empire Radio. It is I, the boss, Nass. Boss. You thought you wasn't going to be hearing from me. But hear me, Sam. You was in the heated, heated, hot debate. <laughs> And me so wanted to say, I side with the, the Drew. Oh. Oh, okay, that was it. Okay. Hey, but, two, two down. Hey, there. but what matters is Andrew, our former co-host, listened to or watched that video True. on YouTube and he sided with me. Yeah. So, his opinion is the only one that matters at the end of the day, right? So no, because he couldn't call in and send a voicemail. So, Andrew calling and send a voicemail, then your point will be made across. Okay. Who reads comments? But yeah, anyway? go if you want to see Andrew's thoughts on our debate. True, he he commented on that our video clip on YouTube, the clip so. the clip aspect, and he's. That K-pop guitarist. That's Andrew. It so it has Andrew's face in it. Yes, too. But also, I encourage all you listeners, if you guys haven't watched that debate, go watch it. Also, just go and comment and comment to Andrew and say, "Hey, when are you coming back as a guest?" And just spam him nonstop, so he comes back. I'm doing yes. a call to action. Oh, harass cool. him right there. Don't oh, harass him. <laughs> Empire Radio does not endorse harassment Disc- of any kind. Debut twist. Andrew who? Oh. <laughs> that Got being said, fired. let's listen to another voicemail from Will. So, guys. First off, Will here. Um, I heard that there haven't been many VCU art submissions. And I got to say, 
I am disappointed. How how dare you not submit something for the VCU? It doesn't matter if it's Legos. It doesn't even matter if it's stick figure. Well, it might matter. Yeah, it might matter. But anyways, that is not the point I am trying to make. You need to submit art submissions. Now, I know Lucy already said this, but now you're hearing it from me. Will, submit your art. All right, thank you, Do Will. It. Okay, good. Is it done? That car alarm went off, and now it's not on now. So that's Someone's good. breaking into all the cars in Jeremiah's. <laughs> I was like, if that's on for the rest of the show, that's going to be really annoying. I, I can't edit that out. So, um, yes, VCU. Yes. That Enter. is so hard for the entry right now. <laughs> Send in your uh, VCU art submission. Um, like I said, we got one a couple few days ago, which is really nice. And, you know, he said stick figures. Like, and kind of like, oh, maybe it's not, don't you stick figures? But hey. But, Drew, do you ever remember watching those stick figure fights on YouTube? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, 10 years ago plus Mm -hmm. 15 years ago? Before YouTube was, like, really... Really, like, you can still look them up. There's some really cool stick figure fights videos, animated stuff. It was really cool. Back then, it was hard to make that stuff. So, if you can do something like that, definitely do a, a, a stick figure fight video for one of the voicemails. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yes, send in your voice, your VCU voicemail, cinematic universe, art submission stuff. Link is in the description. Click the link. Really easy. But that being said, let's listen to the last voicemail tonight, which is also from Will. So let's take a listen. And another thing. <laughs> Join the Discord. Ooh. Y'all want to have a fun time? Mm-hmm. Y'all want to talk with Star Wars fans? Y'all want to discuss about Andor? Maybe you're listening to the to the pod right now. Like, gee, I wish there was some place I could talk about all of my opinions on Star Wars. Well, lucky for you, we have allotted sections for that. Like the Mandalorian. And or, of course, Tales of the Jedi. Hmm. So, why not join? You better, you better join. I'll be, I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Don't be afraid, folks. Of Will, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he's only twenty three. Yeah. He's only twenty three. What can he oh, do? I'm, right? No, no. He can't. He can't hurt you. It's all virtual anyway. True. Um, but yes, join yeah, Discord. <laughs> but that being said, let's just jump into some social stuff and see. Is that the end? That's, that's the end. That's the last oh, one. So yeah. So if you want to join the Discord, there's a link in the description. The links that co slash Empire Radio link. It's a landing page for everything, and there is the link for the Discord invite in there. So please join. Like we haven't had too many people join in a while, so it'd be nice to get some fresh faces in there. Um, you know. I love all the people there, but we only there's only like ten or fifteen that talk on a regular basis. So like, let's get more people. Let's get more more fun. 
more the merrier because I love the fans and I want to interact with you. I want to learn about you. I want to know who you are, what you're doing in school, what your goals are in life, like what's going on. It's a, it's a fun place. And so also, if you want to connect with us other ways, other than Discord, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, our fan email, click on those links and yep. follow us there, especially on YouTube. Like we need more people on YouTube. Come on, guys. True. Like a lot of people have been watching the 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 heated debate, which we've got a lot of views on that actually. Which mm-hmm. maybe we need to argue more often so we can <laughs> get some or more we views. Just title conversations as he debates more yep. often, and then rather than calling it a breakdown episode, it's just a heated debate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the biggest fight yet will be the next title of the next one. We we need to get some images of uh, like me like strangling you and have that like on the thumbnail or something like. We'll get on it. And and then you're like, like in your reaction yeah. videos, reaction <laughs> we're just like, video. I think it's really funny how sometimes on your thumbnails, like you have one shirt on, but in your actual video, hey, it's. <laughs> 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 Oh, it's so funny. Sometimes I see that and I'm like, but the yes. Ch- uh, you all snow in the chat. Just make thumbnails with those on it. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> nah. that is true. But <laughs> yes. But also, if you will never left a voicemail before, there's a link just to click the voicemail link and you can send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. If you just want to say, hey, love the podcast and that's it. Like, cool. Like, we want to hear, hear people. People in Europe. We want to hear those crazy accents. No, they're not sure. crazy. They're cool in Australia. Accent. Or if you're in Asia or Africa, like, come on, let's, just, let's hear those accents. Let's hear those questions. Love to hear what people outside of the United States think about Star Wars. So it'd be cool to hear that. Um, and also there's the link for the needlesslynerdy.com podcast network, which we're a part of. So click the link to that if you want to, uh, listen to some more podcasts that talk about other nerdy things other than just Star Wars. So, yeah, that's always fun. Well, anything else, Drew? Nope. But if you guys are listening and you guys been listening for a while and you guys aren't subscribed over to our YouTube channel, you guys should because I do have a vlog coming out soon. Ooh, of Twin Cities Con where I got to ask Timothy Zahn, the book writer and creator of Thrawn himself. A question. Oh, I didn't even so, know that. So you guys want to... I knew you were going to do that. Me. I would have had a question that you could ask on my behalf. But. I know I should have asked you. But yeah, I went to a panel and I was the last one to ask him a question. Oh, this is like... And so I, you're just like, in, like on a mic in front of a crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, your dang. Boy, your boy. Did you, did you say I'm Drew from Empire Radio? Well, I had an Empire podcast. Radio shirt on. And afterwards, I, I went to my friend was getting a book signed from him and I didn't record this, which I kind of regret I should have, but he recognized me from ICCC and we talked a little bit. Okay. That's good. So it's a track record. We're... I, I, at this point I feel confident hey, we should just. Tim- Timothy's on. I don't have plans for Christmas. If you want to invite me over to your house for Not Christmas even that. this year. It, we're doing these <laughs> Thrawn breakdowns. We might need to figure out how to contact him. And yeah. If you want to, maybe he was, he... Dude, it'd be so cool to interview him about Thrawn. Instead of doing a breakdown, let's just have him on the podcast. That'd be 
nuts. Do you, th- do you think Andrew would actually come back Dude, for that? that? Would be yourself quick for that? Nope. Sorry, I'm busy. Oh. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Yes. If you guys, if someone's that. listening, and they know Timothy is on personally, and you guys want to hit him up for us, we would love to have him on. So, and it seems like it. Does he have an Instagram? Do we follow him on Instagram? I don't know if he has an Instagram. I don't. I feel like he does. Maybe. I feel like there's got to be a way we can contact him because he's been doing all these but, little cons too. Like, so okay, you said that he recognized you. Yes. This, did he recognize you when you asked a question or like afterwards? Afterwards. He he knew that I asked a question, but he recognized me. He said, oh, you were at ICCC. Dude, the fact that he now like remembers you and associates. Granted, I was wearing the exact same clothes. That's, that's on good purpose. too. But and I was wearing cool. my Empire Radio hoodie. <laughs> but I don't know. Cool, cool. Anyways, well, there's gonna be a video coming out, so cool. Y'all want to go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe, so you guys get notified when that video goes live, because it's a good one. It's a cool one. It's a banger. It's it's. And if you like Lord of the Rings, I was in the panel with Brodo and Sam, and I got to record some of that too. So Jeremiah doesn't care, but I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. as as we said, next week we will be. Recording on Wednesday, the 23rd, Third. which is the day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving so. Eve. So we're going to try and get started as soon as I get home like and eat. So sometime between 7.15 and 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, yes. we'll be going Watch live on you Twitch. Will be right before then, too. So just go to Twitch. Yeah. So look forward to that. And then we're probably going to take a week off after... Thanksgiving, but we'll get back to you on that. And then after that, we're going to be talking Thrawn stuff, hopefully. Yeah. The Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy stuff. And then Christmas is coming, and then Bad Batch in in uh, January. So yeah. uh, jam-packed stuff moving forward. So that's so all I have to say. In. Yep. Anything else, Drew? Nope. That's it. All right. Cool, cool. Well, you have been listening to another Wizard episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com. Thank you.